0: Welcome back to After Hours Riot Club Podcast with your host, Davon Pondo-McMillan. Today, I have our very first guest, Taka. How you doing today, man?
1: Good. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, today's going to be our very first video podcast. Also, the very first one um, where we're recording in the studio, as you can see via our video. Um, so it's going to be a new new vibe. Um Yeah. New type of thing. And today I want to just jump right into it. Talk about our first guest. He is a brand owner. He owns a jewelry company called Gintun. Um, he's been a creative for some odd years, but I want to kind of learn a bit about his process and what kind of made him start into designing. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what made you start making jewelry?
1: Yeah, sure. So, you know, when I was growing up, I actually, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Gundam plastic models. Yeah. But, um, you know, they're like little robot plastic models. Um, but I used to make them and at a certain point, you know, you get to a point where you want to start customizing it and painting it your own color scheme and such. And so that kind of translated over into jewelry when, uh, when I was younger, my dad, me dad took me to a jewelry shop, right. Um, just like a secondhand store. And when you start applying those kinds of things, you want to start making your own. And I think, um, not seeing what i wanted exactly is what pushed me to be like hey like i'm gonna make what i want and push that forward and that's kind of like the start of uh gintans
0: that's kind of wild that gundam was the first thing that got me <laughs> like i you... used to watch gundam a lot as a yeah. kid for sure i mean all those anime shows but i never got into the model building
1: yeah it's it's more so has to do with the fact that you know you want to make something kind of your own right like every time i get a car i have i have to modify it no matter what like just For to make sure. it a little bit my own you know so that's yeah. kind of the process of that
0: same thing with me too yeah
1: i get a car i mean honestly the first thing i do with a car <laughs> is like
0: sweep <laughs> out the speakers yeah exactly stuff but um yeah how was your i mean i think with a lot of creatives um especially myself uh parents like they play a big role in
1: how we develop creatively how how were your parents with your creativity um you honestly both of them were very hardworking. um my dad actually runs a business as well but um I think I in watching him navigate that as well as my mom she's a nurse um kind of navigate that in an artful way so to speak because you don't you don't typically think of business as like an artful ordeal but you know seeing like the structuring and the scalability i think like was on itself and i think at a young age seeing that really did not that i was like directly involved but seeing that kind of helped me to push myself towards in in that direction at least yeah
0: yeah my mom was a a nurse also my dad was also super businessy i mean that it's weird kind of crossing that that boundary between like you know business and creativity and, and art and work um I think that's a lot about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but when you started doing the Gundams, you started doing the model building. That's yeah. what kind of sparked your interest, right?
1: Well, you know, I didn't know it at the time, right? Yeah. It was just more so it wasn't even like a specific category of things. There's just that spark of, hey, I want to make it my own. I want to make it my own. And it's at a certain point, those those the, the ones that they sell, like, just doesn't do it for you, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Um there's a phrase called kit bashing where you take different pieces from other, other models and then put them together and it's kind of your own. Right. So in a sense, like a lot of art that comes out is kind of like that. It's like a collective, um, idea base that you channel into your product. Right. So
0: 100, 100%. Yeah. I think it
1: was just a spark, so to speak, I guess. When you get those
0: things, like it, it's natural for you to want to like build outside the box. I guess quite literally like
1: Experiment. it's weird because like it's not that I necessarily want <clears throat> to operate outside of that box per se. Right. Cause like I'm still I still like those Gundam models that are gold. They inspire me obviously. But, um, I think taking the time to see how you can further whatever it is that you're presented with is kind of, um, kind of the way I look at it, I guess. Got you. Um, so
0: once you went beyond the um, the Gundam building, I mean, you're still art is kind of play the entire time. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, like it always feels like play. It it never yeah. really fully feels like work. Mm-hmm. But was there ever a, a time where you felt yourself, I guess, taking before you got into making jewelry, like in between the Gundam and the jewelry making, where you found yourself taking it a little bit more serious approach to the things you were creating?
1: you know, uh, so I studied like digital film in college. So I was never like a full blown, like classically trained artist or anything like that. Um, but I think just working in other businesses kind of helped me to see like a lot of the workflows as well as watching people like, I'll say it this way. Like, you know, most, most of the time it's, it's ready, aim, shoot. Right. But, um, I, we were mentioning before this podcast, like a technician's mindset is, uh, there's there's different styles in doing so right and so one of the styles is uh implement fast fail fast fix fast right and yeah and it's either that way or you ready set uh ready aim and then shoot right yeah but i like to think of it as ready shoot aim right so you 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 have some kind of idea you shoot it out and then you figure it out as you're going along rather than plan, plan 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 and then that 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 planning might fail anyways right so i think in between you know the gundam and jewelry as i worked through other companies and stuff i pick that up and then kind of use that as an asset to further what i want to create I, I guess that's really important i feel like um
0: and it makes sense as far as your your business mindset like a lot a lot of people think so much about the plan and try to plan for like the inevitable small failures not really failures just like the missteps here and there that they never actually start doing the thing that they're planning so hard to do right, right and then
1: that just makes it seem harder and harder to start you well know? well like and the thing is is like you do all that planning and like you have this idea in your head and let's say you execute and it fails right it's like even more i guess detrimental to or I guess impactful to you, even your pride, right? It's like, oh man, I did all this planning. Yeah. It failed anyways. Like, and, and it's like, even if you were to get yourself back up, it's like, you still have that lingering feeling. Yep. And so if you go into it knowing, you know, okay, I am going to fail at this at a certain point and then kind of pivot to something else or like at least a different way of doing things is like, I guess when you start feeling, uh, I guess figuring it out, so to speak, right? So. Yeah. And you feel, I mean, that's just, like you
0: said, it's inevitable. So you feel you feel more comfortable and confident in the fact that like this thing that's happening to you is not uh, only happening to you. It's not like a um, specific situation where you drop the ball. No, it's just part of growing. You're just experiencing exactly. these growing pains, overcome them and adapt and move on.
1: Exactly. Um, so you went. You learned that within school no not even school right like <laughs> funny thing is like in school I studied communication didn't really do much with that except it did help me with the writing so that's yeah. helped me across the board um and then for work I did IT work so like <laughs> yeah. every all my interests were kind of combogulated like you know I even did digital film so even that but I think just knowing I guess being comfortable with being uncomfortable, as corny as that sounds, is really the way you f- figure stuff out, right? Yeah. I mean, that's where the
0: biggest um or the most growth happens yeah. too. Yeah. If you're working in a space of like too much comfortability, you get kind of stagnant. And on the schooling, I mean, I went to um, school and studied fine art. I studied design for a little bit, but I jumped around. I really didn't know where I wanted to go yeah. within um school and i went to an art school I went to academy of art in san francisco for a short time and then realized it was extremely fucking expensive it mm-hmm. was like so much money dude to go there i think it was like nine grand a semester not counting yeah um like home and board room and board yeah but when i went back to a normal school and started to learn about art yeah they don't really set you up to make your art a business they don't give mm. you the, the right tools to think like you're explaining now with that, you know, um, what is it? Ready, shoot, and then set up. Y- yeah. Like that's Ready, not... Ready, shoot, aim. That's yeah. not really taught, you know. It's yeah. just kind of... They'll teach you the basics and they teach you how to like find your style and kind of yeah. your voice, but not how to market or like monetize it. And I hate that it has to be monetized, but yeah. we live in a capitalistic society, so...
1: Yeah, actually, that's that's a good point. Um, I didn't particularly go to an art school, but... You're right. Like, I, I don't recall mentioning or even seeing like, Hey, how to make your, your, your art and business, right? Like you're a living, so to speak. And I think you hit it on the mark there where it's like, there's a disconnect between teaching art where the people that that are teaching it are teaching the art, but not necessarily showing people how to be sus- not sustainable in the sense of like, Hey, this is the material I use, but like sustainable for yourself in the long term to be able to keep doing that without, it being a detriment to yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean like I mean for you like how how did you like you certainly are kind of a go-getter, like how did you end up picking that up and kind of applying that to your art? Um ironically, like in my last
0: semester <clears throat> of school, yeah. They they started doing a capstone class where they did teach that stuff, but it was like the last class and it was mm. barely touched on. And it was only if you're going into the field of like a fine artist, like Mm -hmm. Uh, there wasn't much for designing and freelancing and things like that I think for me personally how I came to learn um, about it is being super indecisive (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) just like not knowing which road I wanted to go down and just being like if I want to try these things out I need to just get into them like get into the thick of it so I was working uh, art jobs while I was in school and a lot of professors thought that was like a really big plus for me like Mm -hmm. they would ask me to give um small talks about what i was learning working in the field and in the industry and all that stuff but it was just me being curious about what these jobs were actually like and what they felt like and Mm -hmm. knowing if i actually wanted to do them or not that's fair you know yeah so as far as your jewelry your creativity what you're making what would you say um is something that inspires you like what do you go to whenever you feel you need to create something new, what is
1: the place you go to? Um, actually like the the whole idea behind the brand is, you know, uh, I guess manifesting something that you have as an idea and that you want yourself and then bringing it to life, right? And so I think in doing so that myself and kind of showing that it's possible, like, like, you know, people look at my company and people look at me it's like, yo, like, h- how are you doing this? Like, blah, blah, blah. like, but I'm figuring it out too, you know? And it's, it's kind of amazing once you start in a weird way, like tumbling upwards that you start figuring these things out. And I think that's kind of what inspires me as of late, at least to be like, Hey, if I create and like, they understand my message behind it, like maybe somebody else can get up and go do the same thing right yeah so and and a lot of it is is that the the technology today like it's it's leveled up beyond like you know what when we were growing up was possible right we can be like hey like let's do this but you know there's a limitation to that yeah but nowadays it's like you know the whole design process is done from pretty much one computer one person like and and then sure. streamline to like you know the manufacturing and whatnot, but yeah, it's it's amazing what you can do nowadays. No man, yeah, I, I talk about
0: it all the time. Like
1: my laptop's
0: my prized possession, just because the amount of things that you can, like I can run a full business from just my. La- I mean, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like just from my laptop. So, and I, I mean, I just have you ever seen Black Mirror? I have. Um, I just was watching something yesterday about AI. Yeah. Uh, making a way for you to relive memories
1: Ah, I love that episode man it's like it's crazy the things they talk like it's funny though because like you know that made that episode made me think about like how you perceive things right yeah. versus like reality like like you perceive one thing and then but you look at it again and then you're like oh wait like that wasn't the situation for right sure. so it, it is crazy to, to I guess conceptualize that that that's possible but it's like it's it's kind of happening in real time almost already so no
0: yeah absolutely i think we're gonna get sidetracked and that's fine um when i go back home i'm from pittsburgh pennsylvania originally and it's like um you know there's like brick roads on the street there's a lot of like green life like greenery trees plants like you can see the vines growing up on old buildings yeah so there's this really weird and kind of Nice um, juxtaposition between like the old and decrepit and like Mm -hmm. the new. They're they're trying to build a bunch of new stuff in the city Mm -hmm. to try to get people to stay um, back home instead of artists like leaving, going off to L.A. or -hmm. wherever else. Uh, They want to give some life back to the city and the youth around the city. So when I go back home, I feel this like sense of nostalgia play play with me. Like everything seems so grandiose when i think of it Mm -hmm. like everything just seems so much larger Mm -hmm. and then when i'm actually home like wow like this this is the street i live down like it's so bizarre looking yeah because this picture in my head paints it as such like bigger than life Mm -hmm. and so i wanted to do a um, a series of paintings based on like trying to paint a memory and Mm -hmm. then like comparing it with to con- mm. like to how it actually yeah. is you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah. because our minds i mean they're always trying to take care of us so even if we're looking back on a memory like it's always going to be most times if it's a good memory yeah better than it probably actually <laughs> was. yeah so i don't know if i'd use that ai tool as much but yeah it'd be cool to like win an argument
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know like <clears throat> the whole thing about flashing back but you know i think that's what I guess our brains do right is retain that and you can it's it's kind of an amazing thing where you can use that pinpointed thing to kind of drive you in a way right and yeah nostalgia is very powerful too because you know it's like you can have somebody feel that without even realizing right and that's like I don't know I, I guess I'm going on a tangent here a little bit but but no, I
0: get what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's, it's subconscious. It's completely yeah. subconscious. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of the what you're saying too with what inspires you. Mm. You know, it's the work you're doing. It's almost like you're inspiring yourself. The work you're doing and the, the work you're producing is seeing that you're able to do yeah. that and with the hopes of somebody else coming into contact with it and being yeah. inspired. Yeah, That's a source of inspiration. I feel the same way with a lot of stuff that I do. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's uh, good. I mean, like, certainly, like, you know, you inspire me, too. Like, you're doing so many things on, like, I'm like, oh, like, he's just one guy doing it, too, you know? Yeah. And so it is it's it is inspiring in that way. And, and I think it's, I, I don't know if it's just because, like, you know, I, I'm i more oriented towards the business side of things, but a lot of artists struggle with, um I guess, balancing that out, right? So Yeah,
0: it's difficult. I think, for one, like we said, no one really teaches you how to deal with that stuff.
1: Yeah, but... I, I think it's like a temperament and like a mentality thing too because sure. you know a lot of people, you know, I think motivation is kind of like a misnomer in the sense that like people are like, Oh, if I'm motivated, like I'll go do it. It's like, nah, dude, like you <laughs> have to you have to do it. And then it's it's like that motivation you get from whatever validation you get from doing it, yeah, will be like ten times more to for you to keep going. And I think I think it's that feeling that will keep you going right i think i think a lot of people are just too paralyzed to be like oh this if i do this if uh," it's like yeah you you probably will like but fuck it like what else are you gonna do you know
0: yeah for sure uh i read this book um i can't can't remember the artist's name i probably won't i'll try to think of it but i think it's um still like an artist yeah Mm -hmm. that's what it's called and in uh, some point within the book they talk about That cycle, like a trifecta of like motivation, inspiration, and like creation, Mm -hmm. like the act of actually executing Mm -hmm. and how you can use that cycle to your benefit, but how it can also seem can be a crutch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like you, at some point you feel like I need some kind of, like I need something to push me to do this thing. Yeah. Most times you just got to start doing it. Yeah. And then you'll get motivated once you're actually in the process. Exactly. It's
1: like you, you go to the gym, you know, like I think most people think like, Oh, you know what? Like those people that go to the gym, they, they want to go to, they fucking lo- No, it's Like, no, bro, no. like <laughs> I go like almost every day, but every day I'm like, uh, like, I don't want to go. But as soon as I get there though, like it's done. Like it's pretty much, our, I don't even think about it yeah. once I'm there. And I think that's what you just need to force yourself to do is just, and, and as corny as it sounds, you know, people like, Oh, like show up, show up. Like half the time, that's all you had to do. Yeah. Like just show up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I the same. It's it's sometimes I'm excited to go to the gym. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not you know? it's not about being excited about going to
1: the the gym. Yeah, it's about being excited about the feeling when I leave the gym.
0: Yeah, no, like, honestly, I'm just looking forward to that. Like, yeah,
1: and and it's counterintuitive to people that don't work out, right? And it's like it applies to a lot of things. But like you work out, and oddly enough, like for the rest of the day, you have more energy than when you don't work out. And yeah. that's uh, that's like so like counterintuitive to like how you think. And that's like how a lot of things are, I guess, in terms of like the art world to the, Right. Like you you don't know until you just start doing it. And you're like, oh, crap, like it's progressing.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So. We talked about the inspiration. Is there any brands you would say inspire you or any if none of them inspire you? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure a lot of that, like a lot of it happens subconsciously yeah. for me. Exactly. Are there any that you will call your competitors or that you look for as competition?
1: Um, I wouldn't even say competition. I, I truly believe, like, especially nowadays, um, like, it's you're not taking a piece of pie. There's enough pie for everyone, right? Nice. And and ultimately, I think, and, uh, you know, for people listening as well as you, there's, there's a guy named Dan Ko. Have you heard of him?
0: Dan Co, uh, yeah, he's like you
1: he's he's kind of like a motivational business guru kind of guy. He's like he's pretty young too. Got you. But yeah. Um, yeah, he just he just kind of gives advice to how to get motivated to start that business of yours. And what he says is like in modern times, like you are the niche, right? Like you yourself as a brand is a niche. So when people start realizing that. You know, they have something to offer, whether that's something stupid. Maybe not everyone wants it, right? Yeah. But like you have something to offer. And oftentimes people say, oh, like y- when you sell, you got to solve a problem. You got to solve a problem. But that problem can be as small as, I don't know, like, uh i want more extra eyelashes here so like i make a product with just that small little pink i don't know it's just a stupid example but no 100 yeah. percent. yeah and you start thinking of your own little problems and little niches that you can solve and offer to other people like that's when you can start doing that. And and like i said earlier that technology today enables you to do that right so yeah yeah like certainly like 10, 20 years back, I don't even know, like, we, we probably would have been struggling trying to find a spot to even have something so easy to come to, right? To do this no, cast. for sure. Yeah. Like, we just walked in at this point, and we were able to record, you know, that's that's Bat- amazing. That's badass. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Like, any anyone here can come here and do the same thing, and, like, we just came and did it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah.
0: pirate.com, if you're interested. It's... Just do it. Go to the site, sign up. Super easy. They make it really easy for you. We'll have a code for you next time. Or Hell you. yeah! Exactly. Um, so the the niche thing—that's a solid point. Like you, you basically, yeah, make work for yourself. I mean, you know what you want. You I um, you know the thing that you're trying to accomplish because that's said a lot within like business classes and like marketing uh, gurus and whatnot. I love sometimes.
1: The guru thing is kind of ridiculous. Like, some of this stuff. I don't like gurus that, like, be like, you can do it. No, no, no. Like, okay, that's great. But you also need, like, an action item that, like, yeah. actually proves that, too, you know? And so I think people, I think especially nowadays with the internet and, like, you know, uh, TikTok, Instagram, you have this mindless scrolling thing going on. And people listen to something. They're like, oh, like, I know that knowledge now, but it's not actual... Um, experience right yeah so like you know you can say you you know how to drive a car but until you drive one no way jose you know so yeah and um
0: with the niche thing too it's like you are creating that i mean i guess that value like there doesn't have to be yeah it doesn't have to be a a need it can just be a want and that's fine that's the thing you're just feeling a want it took me a long time to be okay with that yeah, I felt like I had to, like my apparel and the things that I create, they're form over function. Like, yeah. there's barely any function needed. I mean, yeah. it keeps you warm, but yeah. like,
1: really, am I gonna push that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, but I mean, like, it, it is a fair point, right? Because, like, the, and there's a disconnect between the art and the business. Is is that in in business they tell you, hey, you have to sell to the general market, right? Yeah. Yeah. but it's not the case. It's not the case anymore. Not at all. all. Like. Imagine ten, like you are unique in the sense that you are you, but your interests or like your thoughts maybe, somebody might else might be having right like oh crap like I w- I wish they made bigger forks for whatever reason maybe yep. you're a huge guy yeah that niche in itself that you're solving for yourself become ends up becoming solving those same things for other people that that. Have that same, I guess, like want or need, even right? Yeah, and some of them might not even know they need, need exactly. it, or want it until they have it. Exactly, you but know, it, and that's, but it's like anyone can do that. Exactly, yeah.
0: And it's like it's it's so fun in that manner, you know. And it's easily marketable. It's you know, yeah. monet it's, You can monetize it. It's it can be a successful business if you put in the work and the effort. Yeah, you know, and I think, um, I mean, for me, I remember when I first got my first apparel or like industry job one thing that was said to me at that time was just like when i tried to go outside my box i think i was making a Jimi Hendrix shirt mm-hmm. i was making a jimmy jimmy Hendrix shirt that was purple purple haze and you know i was told that i'm i'm here to sell things mm-hmm. you know you're here to sell things you're here not not to make things look cool you're here to make things that sell and mm-hmm. this is it was for walmart at the time mm-hmm. you know and i that kind of put me in a box for a while. I had to work my way out of that like mentality that, mm-hmm. yeah, there has to be this value that I'm putting in there. But like you said, with the technology today, social media, the things we have to create, mm-hmm. it's like back then you might not have been able to find that niche mm-hmm. because you just couldn't reach as many people right. in a small amount of time. You didn't have the capabilities. Right. We have the capabilities now, yeah. that and tenfold. So. Yeah, that's
1: extremely relevant, dude. Yeah, I mean, Solid point. it's still going to take time, right? Like, yeah. you and I both, we've been at it for a while. It's still, we're still grinding away. We, you know, still have the day job. You recently are trying to put down and go forward, like, even harder than before, which congratulations to you. I'm proud of you. Thank you, man. But, um, yeah, I think I think it's just tough for people to realize that and, and I as soon as you realize you're like, OK, and like you start thinking towards that way, like you won't be able to sit with yourself without doing it. It's like, why hasn't nobody done or at least for me, it's like, why hasn't anybody done this before? Like, yeah. Why? Yeah. And I so that. Yeah. Biggest thing,
0: I guess, if you could just put it in like bold letters. Yeah. You are not the only thing that wants the thing that you want precisely you're not the only person that wants the thing that you want exactly just put it out there there are other people that want that exact same thing yeah yeah. and they're willing to pay for it and they're wondering why the fuck no one's doing it just as much
1: as you are yeah no i mean seriously yeah 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 exactly (laughs) do that thing and like you know people will be like oh well there's other people doing it i mean like certainly look at jury right there's yeah there's so many other people doing it but it's it's really at the end of the day it starts with myself right like I, like, yeah, I, like you don't want to be stuck in a situation where you're like, OK, I got to sell, 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 sell. And like you started this thing because it was it was for you. Right. Yeah. You wanted to provide something that was valuable to you that somebody else might find valuable. So, yeah, I think. um Yeah, I think. there Yeah. And, and there are there are ways to go about it. And
0: there are some, you know, business business tactics and things that you want to make sure that you're hitting. um Surely, if you want to be profitable in the end, but start. Like start yeah. doing the thing, start making it, start putting it out there. Yeah. And even if you do find, I mean, I've certainly found brands that are almost cut. I mean, they're cut from the same cloth, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, mm-hmm. we're marketing the same people. Um, we look the same, act the same, but we're not the same. And mm-hmm. that's something that I have to remember. Like as much as we may have similarities, there are also differences that are just as clear to me yeah. as the similarities. Yeah. Um. So... When you are going to make a new, like a new piece, new drop, um, new collection, what can you talk a little bit about your process, the process that goes into it?
1: Sure. Like, so the designing phase of it is really like, like I said, I'm not some, like I can draw and like I've done film editing, but I'm not like a grandiose artist. Right. But what I do realize is that there's a lot of, whether it's even just in philosophical terms or even in physical terms. Right there are patterns right there's patterns that work and patterns that don't lines and shapes that are pretty right like you look at it's like oh wow that's pretty like take a look at ferrari right they base a lot of their stuff on the shape of uh, a woman's figure for example right Mm -hmm. and that that shape is a pattern in the world that we visualize not just like it doesn't have to be men or women or anything like that but we look at it and we're instantly like oh like that that's a pattern that works like people love the heart sign right yeah like it doesn't look like an actual heart but like that shape works for it and so when you start doing that in my mind at least it's more of like you remember those like 90s grungy you cut out the magazine and you put a thing together that's that's kind of how i look at the world in example and kind of take shapes because because Why does it, why is it pleasing? There's some kind of shape that's working for it, right? So you take that and you combine it and then you streamline it. And then my whole thing with my pieces is that I wanna make it look like it's in motion. And that's like another thing that I implement in it so that, yeah, it's like, it's metal, it's stable, but if it looks like it's moving, I think that's kind of the allure of it. But I mean, these are the tiny details of the design process, but you know, that's kind of how I think about it. I also tried to put, like a conceptual uh idea behind it why i'm making it like what does this represent right and so that's kind of how i go about it and uh what would you say it like i was to extrapolate
0: that process a little bit specifically with the motion mm-hmm. part. what's
1: what's going through your mind or like how do you actually execute on that um there's a really great movie that like I didn't even realize it was like influencing me so much, but stylistically, there's this movie called Redline. It's a it's an animation movie. And uh, fu- funny, like side- sidebar about that thing is like side- sidebar about that specific anime. Is like it's been delayed for like ten years coming out. Like the people who are making it were just like, oh no, we gotta like we gotta keep doing it, and they just had a bunch of drama. But when Wait, it fin- still, it's still not out. No, it's out now. Oh, okay. But that, that studio's gone. They're like bankrupt because they have worked so long on this. But that oh, damn. I, I'm so sad because that that uh, piece of content or the media is so good and it inspires me a lot. And and a lot of and, and I'll tell you the reason why I brought that up is because the way that and it's fully animated. Uh, every frame is hand drawn. But Ooh, sick. when they have motion going through. Yeah. Like, you know, typically what you would draw is somebody moving and then maybe it's some like some kind of indicator that. The person who's moving right whether it's like lines going through so that it looks like you're moving fast mm, yeah but this show what it does is it actually extends the character like you know when you're in a car yeah and you're like you zoom off right you have that momentum feeling of it of you stretching out almost right totally and so this animation what they do when they're in emotion is that like typically your arm doesn't extend but they'll draw it like it's fucking extending out right That's and so even it, when you stop a frame it looks like it's, the arm is moving even though it's it's still so to speak and but so, you're, is your eye really catching that when it's animated you mean like you? Not... oh yeah absolutely it's like just imagine your face right and yeah and like there's a specific scene where he kind of like drops this like nitrous bomb into his car and then when he engages his face goes from like a normal perspective to is stretching out like entire his face stretches out entirely like this like the whole frame that's sick dude. and so like so like you get that motion of it like yeah without actually moving the object itself and so that's kind of what i try to instill that, in my pieces it
0: reminds me of um the netflix anime that just came out with the uh devil devil man crybaby exactly that's yeah kind of it. Yeah.
1: yeah i i think that's i think devil Man crybaby is computer generated right i don't think it's hand-drawn is it i don't think it's hand-drawn yeah either. but just imagine that hand-drawn but like like red line like if you haven't seen it like i highly recommend just like even like the style clothing like setting like yeah it really it really inspires a lot of the stuff that i do so i'll pull it up i'll yeah, watch yeah. it
0: once spectrum stops fucking with my hair. <laughs> oh <Uh-oh, laughs> good old spectrum <laughs> um yeah so is there in that process as well is there any um any software programs or even just tools that you see yourself using all the time that they're just um, instrumental in your process
1: um just your eyes really honestly like for me it's what catches your eye even if you don't realize it like like i don't know this stand for example it's like oh like i this something about this is cool and you just start playing around with that right so yeah.
0: You say you don't draw very much, though. So yeah. And the reason I ask this is because I, I worked for a jewelry brand before. Yeah, I'm not going to drop any names. No shade. But um, the owner was pretty bad artist. Like, mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. couldn't really draw anything yeah. that very well. Yeah. But she had an artist that drew the things that she was trying to um, emulate. Mm-hmm. And she would draw maybe two-minute sketch mm-hmm. down on a napkin or something like that and send it to her artist. And her artist would be able to, like, look at this very crudely drawing thing and, like, pull out
1: so much information from it. You know, part of—so, like, like I told you, like, like, I can't draw, like, you know, if I drew you something, it'd probably look like a chicken sketch. But it's about, I think— for especially for somebody like me who's not catholic classic train a lot of it has to do with what catches your own eye right mm-hmm. and like when people say oh you have an eye for this and that it doesn't have to be like it's not like a oh this you have this side like you like think of it as like blue green eyes right like yeah just like you you don't have to have blue eyes to be able to see this you know it's yeah. just it's just a matter of perspective in the sense that oh like you know what like. I can if I can describe what I am trying to build, somebody can translate that and then somebody can translate that and then you can keep compounding on that idea. And then even if you can't do it yourself, you know, if you if you have the if you have the way of explaining it very well, then you'll be able to get that into fruition. And I and I do I do feel bad when I do that, like and I have to ask somebody because you want to be very specific about yeah it. because you're you're a designer yourself don't you hate him and like oh yeah i want this and then later you're like oh actually i don't like this i don't like this oh, dude, so it's, it's so worse that's the detail that i do get down to even if my drawings are like crap yeah. is like i'll note it like this this part must have a curve like this because this is what makes the the whole entire piece flow yeah right and so that's super important too. yeah and like so for for People like myself, whoever's listening or watching, if if you don't, if you're not artistic, like in terms of the classical sense, like you don't draw a sculpt or anything like that, but you have a vision for it, learn how to write, learn how to describe it. That's the best way to... That's I think that's the best way, thing I can say about that.
0: Solid fucking tip. Yeah. Honestly, like learn how to communicate well. Communication's so fucking key in almost yeah. any field that you're doing anything in. Like if you can't communicate your ideas well, then... I would take a step back and think on the ideas a little bit more so that you're able to like um, extrapolate the information that so that anyone's able to pick it up.
1: Yeah. And I struggle with that myself, so. I know, mean, yeah. It's a constant. I do, I do too. Yeah. Like,
0: I mean, I, I recently I just started doing tech packs and trying to design more complicated pieces yeah. and found myself like how's the best way to communicate this because I am uh, I was trained as an illustrator first, I'm a good artist, pretty good and I look over? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah because I yeah. mean I know I'm good but I could be better you know but anyone can be better um but I'll catch myself like getting way too in the weeds of like mm. the, drawing something and I'm mm. like I don't need to draw this like mm. to communicate this idea mm-hmm. I just need to draw this simple thing it doesn't need to take me four hours to illustrate this highly
1: detailed image right right just in the idea and it's, then let them execute it's kind of like writing right where it's like oh you don't need all these extra words just boom like yeah it was dark boom done like <laughs> it's already described and sometimes that's all you need yeah and like when you make it so complicated it's like if you can't even figure out what the fuck you're talking about like yeah. w- i look at it, it's like oh does it doesn't like no one else is going to be able to right so totally and I struggle with that too because I'm like oh this this is so tight here like I'm like oh they don't even fucking get it it's like oh, <laughs> you know and. what I'm saying but i I do want to know those kinds of things within a brand is really cool too like only like if you know you know kind of thing is really cool too yeah i I think the thing that worked me out of that habit or that I
0: kind of look back to um shout out to my professor Jay at uh, Chico High because he was a dick dude <laughs> <laughs> shout out fucking dick <laughs> he was unapologetically a dick like right. he we were doing we we're doing sketches um this is in my live painting class yeah and it was my turn to go up and showcase my stuff and he's like nah devon's stuff is too ornamental <laughs>
1: ornamental
0: he's like he spends too much time on like doilies and daisies like I didn't draw any doilies or daisies but he was just being insulting you know and it was just like wow dude but it made me take a step back and realize that like I was so deep into the painting I was drawing I would spend hours on one piece of it that I wouldn't see the whole Hmm. thing and I use that a lot when it comes to like trying to communicate an idea yeah focus on the overall picture and try to communicate forms and shapes and just like overall meaning you don't need to communicate the details unless it's like in, extremely important to the mm-hmm. overall piece mm-hmm. then communicated but otherwise it's not extremely necessary um so with the brand gintan i want to know when you started it and kind of like what was the process of starting it but first i want to know what how'd you come up with the name okay so
1: Genton. um like i said this whole process was kind of like my way of um i guess putting things out in the world but gintan really directs to gin which is silver and ton which is uh playing on words on hog right yeah and so it's silver hog and that's kind of like what i first described myself like I, every silver piece that i see i want to just just hog it up right yeah but like you know that that was kind of the the i guess inspiration behind the name and uh, i kind of want to claim silver because i, I think silver so slept on dude like yeah. I love silver.
0: That's quite, quite fucking literal. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. I mean, there's yeah. no. With Met Nocta, like, there's a little bit of explanation. But then, then when you, you know, explain it to them, be like, oh, well, like, hey, yeah, if I, no, when I, I explain it to them, like, oh,
1: they fucking hard, clearly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah, how, so how did you start it? What was the process starting it? Now, ask yeah. the name first because that's kind of a big thing for people. Like when they first started a brand, like, they spend yeah a lot of time i did i'm one of those people i spent yeah. so much time thinking of, yeah. like making puzzles i thought i was you know in a, i don't know like just trying to make the most complicated yeah. thing like oh if you know you know type shit yeah
1: um but it's not that serious half the time <laughs> it's <laughs> really, really... <laughs> not <laughs> yeah i think uh, i think it really just goes and comes back down to like um Wanting to make something that I wanted to see, right? Um, yeah. There's a lot of silver pieces here, but there's not like you know. I'm for those of you who know, like I, I think clocks and colors is probably one of the most, uh, better known Browns right now, right? Yeah. And they don't do any gold, any other metals. I I think they do, like you know, like small pieces and whatnot. They yeah. also, I think, have uh stainless steel pieces versus like silver. It's rare. Yeah, it's it's very. Silver. I you know I think. I do really like their brand though because it's it's not even though they are at the core a jewelry brand like they yeah. do hats like knives like and they're doing the, the knives same, are sick. Yeah, they're they're doing the same thing. They they're their own niche too, you know, like yeah. I don't know who the creator is or uh who who runs it, but you know, some guy or whoever's running it was like, "You know what? Like I want to see a knife made. Let, let's fucking do it." And that's what happened, right? They're not releasing knives all the time, but it's you know, it's it's part of the figuring out what your niche is yourself and then putting it out there, I guess. So Yeah, I think... Uh, I can't remember the first
0: names. Yeah. The first name of the creator. His last name is Vitaly, though. Vitali. Oh, is it, does does he
1: run the Vitaly brand, too? Yeah, that was oh. his first brand, which oh, is kind of interesting because he just
0: opened up another brand for another niche. He didn't want to like cross-communicate, mm. which, you know, for some people it may work. It depends on how many... How, I would say it depends on how much sales...
1: Uh, yeah. You're getting through that one niche, but but see, like he even even for him, right, I'm sure he had one niche and then he was like, OK, I'm going to expand that niche. For example, Etta Love, like their sister brand, yep. more towards like their ladies. Right. And they they probably realized, oh, hey, like and that's something that I'm thinking about, too, is like, OK, girls are going to be the ones buying most. Maybe yeah. we should release like a separate brand for that. And they did. Oh, uh, that's interesting. I didn't know it was Vitali, but you know Vitali has a very uh, like neo neo age kind of designs to it, which is I think For it, sure. I think it's great. You know, yeah, they're sick. Um, but um, I mean, going back to your initial question of how I did it, right? Like, yeah. I, I didn't know what I was doing either. I was <laughs> like, I just like, okay, what does it take to make a ring? And I was like, I'm looking up videos, and it's like, okay, like get some metal, yeah, pour it at home. Did that what complete trash like like (laughs) like i i tried to make a mold like in in sand in like clay what you do is like you take like a shape you put it put clay you you and then you put the ring fold it over pull it out carefully yeah and then you put a hole so that you can pour the silver in yeah and i was doing that in my backyard i was like bro like this is complete garbage i don't know how to do it like (laughs) i thought i could but probably thought i was competent no but yeah it it (laughs) did but but when you come to realize like why are you doing this and you want you want to like for example the neo genesis ring that i released i was like okay the ones that i'm making are just not proficient enough yeah so you have to at that point okay well i can't make these myself might take five, 10 years for you to become an artisan, And if that's what you want to do, great. Like more power to you. I think that's awesome that you can do it yourself. But for somebody like myself, who's, um, I guess it's not that I don't think I can do it myself. It's just more about you're an idea generator. dude. Yeah, exactly. And so when you, when I did that, I was like, okay, well then what's my next step? I need somebody who can make a mold. I need to know how to create these. What are the different processes? So you can either do it like that. Um, where you have the mold uh, the piece itself and you create each mold or you can make a mold right mm-hmm. or you can 3d print it and then you cast those. So there's all these different kinds of things and I think that's where I started, right? I didn't know anything. I literally hit up maybe five or six uh, jewelry shops around the area. yeah I'm like, hey like can I just like talk to you like like how do you do this da, da, da. And I think I went to like five or six. I went to all of them, talked to them and, you know, some of them were sketch and I was like, all right, well, I'll just take a chance. And so drop some money on some prototyping. And then out of that, you, you kind of learn from these people too. And like you, you can potentially even find your mentor that way, like in the field that they, that you're trying to go into. And so once that happened, one of these jewelry shops, um, saw my stuff and they were like, Hey, listen, I want to introduce you to somebody who can help you. And that's how I actually met my manufacturer. And it's just. It's just one guy who does the silver, and you know he's been teaching me a lot too. Shout out to you, Ara, if you're watching. <laughs> I Hell yeah, know. if you do. But yeah, you know, like, and you start learning even more, like things that you didn't even think about. And um, I think that's possible. crazy. I, what, what is it about <clears throat> when you come to create something? Because I, you're
0: you're certainly not the only one that you jump into making this thing your brand. When I first started Met Nocta, it wasn't even called Met Nocta back then, mm-hmm. it was called mm-hmm. Boulevards. Boulevards. Started off at, as Boulevards. I was like, yeah, we're going to make the t-shirts in the house. I bought a bunch of equipment, mm-hmm. made like this super fucking janky <laughs> screen printing <laughs> yep, thing. Yep. It was a mess, bro. It was so bad. Like, we, I was printing it, flashing it in the oven because I didn't even have a <laughs> you flash. Gotta do
1: what you got to do. <laughs> then,
0: like, printing it again. And I would like go to Reddit, you know, Reddit, <laughs> I don't know, Reddit's Reddit. If you know, yep. if you know, you know, yeah. I would go to Reddit and be like, yo, what am I doing wrong here? Like, what about this? What about that? And they're like, dude, print's coming up clean. And I'm just, yeah. I was getting frustrated because I was like, yeah. this is so much work. Yeah. And i I'm, I'm doing this and I'm having more ideas and then more ideas that I'm having, the mm-hmm. more complicated they are. Mm-hmm. And then finally you realize like, you can't do everything. Like you can't. Yeah. You can either, I think. Um, oh man, can't remember. Chris Chris Doe mm-hmm. says the phrase like, "You can either work on your business or work for your business, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? But you can't do both, right? Right." And at that point, I was working for my business, the only right. employee, so I had to switch. You got to pivot. You know, you got to realize yep. that even though being an artist, you want to create all the time. Like I want to be making things, and like, you want you want to be, wanna be able and, to
1: say like i made that instead of being like oh i had people but like i'm i'm okay with saying like people help me out like absolutely and i'll give them credit for it all like i'm just like the person who has a vision and then these are the people that make it happen right so you gotta separate yourself a little bit at that point yeah um and that could be a little hard to do for some artists but well this is something that i learned in working in companies right is like well this is kind of like a personal philosophy that i got from college is that whatever that you're doing in order for you to progress, you want to replace yourself. Right. And that goes for anything. And so in order for you to move up into the next slot up, let's say you need somebody to fill your spot, freeing you to do what you can do. Right. And so people tend to think, oh, like I'm going to hire somebody to do this. Like they'll do it just as good as me. But no, it's like. You're hiring somebody to do it because they can do it substantially better than you. Yeah. And that result ends up being so much better than what you can do. And then you can move on to do different things and then have these sectors of people handling that what they do best. And then you can do what you do best, which might be organizing all this to. Yeah. Move you got to jump out the ego for a minute and know, like, yeah. yeah, I mean,
0: key key phrasing right there, like you're hiring someone better than you. Yeah, you don't you don't want to hire
1: someone not as good or worse than you. Like yeah. that makes no sense. Yeah. Um, yeah and it's so. an opportunity to learn, too, because like, it, uh, just put it at the extreme. Imagine you can hire the the most prestigious master of whatever field you're doing. Like, that's an opportunity, but you're not going to be like, oh, well, you know what, like, like, there's nothing you're going to like, you're hiring him because he knows those skills. And like, I think. If you have that mentality of finding people who's better than you at doing those things and and they're providing a service let's say like you also can learn or uh, uh, speed up the learning process from them and i think that's what i learned and in, in stopping myself and be like oh i'm gonna do everything myself everything myself make myself proficient which is great too you should to a certain level um and i also think that just it's, from a personal philosophy i i this is what I say. I, I don't like to ask anybody to do anything that I'm not willing to do myself. Yeah, 100%. Why?
0: And have a, a general understanding about so that you're Absolutely. able to communicate and know what they're communicating yeah, That's part to you. of the
1: communication. Yeah. Boom. Um, When the show Walking Dead was going on. Yeah. I had, didn't watch that season too much, but when Negan came out, do you remember that? That show is so long. It's, so, it's pretty long. But nonetheless, there's, there's a guy. Uh, he's just this like real fucking guy that like just takes over runs everything kind of oh like yeah, big, yeah, yeah yeah yep totally yeah so when he came out leather dude oh huh? he wore a lot of leather yeah 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 yep. with a with bat yeah so when he came out all the people that followed him were um they called themselves negan when people asked them, it's like hey who are you they're like i'm negan even though they're not they themselves are not right but they're identifying as this person um And they're carrying that name through, right? Yeah. And so I think every brand is kind of its own cult in a sense, right? Yeah. And if you can have those people identify with your brand, like, oh, like, oh, like, let's say, take, for example, Ginton, like, you know, oh, I love, I love hogging silver. Like, oh, like, accessorizing me. I I love that idea. And they can embody that themselves. Yeah. And become Ginton, right? is when they can start creating their own thing too in the hive, in one, a part of the hive exactly <laughs> part of the hive part of the hive dude but i mean i mean certainly take a look though. at like like clubs right like gym clubs for example the reason why like it's called a club and yeah. not just some gym is because they have a collective uh shared goal of whether, whether it's health or muscles or whatever it is and like that's what calls people to different gyms, right? Like yep. Gold's gym, like you like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you want to be like him. That's 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 that, you know? There definitely is a collective mindset. Well, like yeah, everything. absolutely. And it. like it's like it's like a mission itself and uh, like Planet Fitness, the the gym for people who don't work out, right? And so <laughs> so like you've never heard of that? That's their that's their whole branding. <laughs> no. It's a gym for people who don't work out. So there's Mom, a gym if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly,
0: it's it's super low key there. Yeah,
1: yeah. But you you know you don't have that when you go there. You identify with them because you don't have that extra pressure, right? As yep. opposed to maybe somebody who wants that extra pressure and that motivation from other people goes to Gold Gym or you know Gold Gym in Venice Beach where they're like so ripped the, as hell or you Equinox you know, or Equinox, like, yeah. Oh, or if you want to just on your you want to just show around. that you're rich, you know Equinox. It's very. Want- I would just live there, bro yeah i would too
0: honestly um so with you also spoke about your uh manufacturers in the u.s yeah and that's a big proponent of the brand would you say
1: yeah i i would say that and like absolutely like if you are thinking from a business aspect and cost perspective is probably not the way to go especially yeah. if you you yourself are not making it you're not like for myself like I'll, i don't make a huge portion of that but that's ex- it's the cost that I personally am willing to pay to make sure that you have a a ring that is going to give you that inspiration for yourself. You know. So
0: did you you found him? Mm-hmm. You're saying you're just going to buy the jewelers, asking questions. Yep. After you know. Trying it yourself—is that how you came into contact with them? or there's like
1: yeah? So you know, I I had one design that I thought envisioned, and I had a bunch of my own pieces that were from different brands, but kind of an idea of like, hey, like I wanted this heavy, like this, like this kind of consistency, this yep. kind of finish, and then. I think at a certain point, I was going to this one shop so often to ask questions that he was just like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to get any cut of this. Like, he obviously wants to manufacture. And this was like uh, a collective <laughs> store where he has a bunch of different yeah. brands and stuff. So he was like, all right, just uh, once you start making stuff, like bring your product here and like, we'll talk. But- yeah, stop picking my product. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Free. Like, I, I, can, I already know you're not going to buy anything. Just like, you're trying to do the same thing I am. Just here just remember about you there no but no he's he's great guy great guy um Uh, you guys should check him out he like runs like a little house slash like jewelry shop yeah um in the jewelry district uh no so so he's in west covina they're called uh constantine creations they're more like a collective like if you're looking for like engagement stuff and stuff like that but i I went to like all types of jewelry stuff uh jewelry shops to kind of ask around that's kind of how i started got gotcha. you and then the the guy that actually helps me to make these and manufacture these he was i guess childhood buddies with the with the the guy at chrome hearts in hawaii and so i think just virtue of that and kind of seeing my pieces kind of reflect similarly at least in the, the style of that i think he just luckily for me really was like willing to put down Hey, like, listen, I'm not going to charge you like the, you know, if you only order run, right. It's going to be rather expensive. Like, we're just going to do it on the basis that like, I can see your brand, I can see your drive. And, um, he kind of just in that sense took me under his arm. Like, yeah, I'll teach you, like, come back. Like, I I see you grinding, like, keep at it, you know? So I think, I think it's important, even if it's not like a direct, direct mentor, where they're not like directing you to something specific, it's, it's important to find people like that who can help you in a specific thing you know
0: yeah i had a mentor at a young age
1: um shout out matt
0: i was gonna say his last name but he'd probably be pissed (laughs) but yeah he taught me before i even knew i wanted to do clothes but he was doing uh branding stuff he worked with like um little b from the pack like back then um a couple other people but he taught me photoshop illustrator all that stuff and it was really, I didn't consider him a mentor back mm-hmm. then. He mm-hmm. just was kind of my friend. Like, we would go skate. He would just show me how to do different sketching techniques, art. He was my, like, school away from school. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as I started to work within uh, apparel and clothing, I just found myself using a lot of the techniques and things he yeah. taught me. Yeah, And I was like, damn, like, dude was, my he was my teacher. He was, like my mentor. I used more, but I, he taught me than I did from school so it's really nice to have someone like that that you could just like reach out to you know. that like you trust and you respect their work yeah. as well you yeah. know um yeah that's crazy uh okay. if you could tell yourself something tell yourself from 10 years ago mm-hmm. something that you feel like could help you today mm-hmm. what would be that
1: thing help you today that's a good question i don't even remember 10 years ago bro I'm i know kidding. i think i think this is gonna be like it <laughs> wait let the me closing let me, interview question bro i was in college like 20 so, just to be clear yeah we're saying what would my self 10 years ago told me now or no the, what would, would you tell oh what now. okay so okay yeah just start this shit that you're doing now like literally like i had those interests then mm-hmm. like like, maybe not to a point where, like, hey, like, I want to fucking run my own thing. But I had that interest of, hey, dude, I'm looking for these rings. I can never find something that's cool. Like, just start. Whatever start it is. It. Just start. Yeah. Yeah, so I would have done. Yeah, I should have done that. And maybe maybe I would have dropped out of college then, too. <laughs> <laughs> honestly.
0: Yeah, honestly. Same. Yeah,
1: and and some people figure it and out. Told
0: me, like, don't like, don't go
1: to the Academy of Art. I mean, yeah.
0: no shade at uh, Academy of Art. I'm sure a lot of people yeah. go there. And, and they're a
1: solid school. What I what I would say is, like, I totally get why um, people are like, oh, if you don't know what to do, like, just go to school, like, after high school and shit. Yeah. like So you will figure it out. And those people, some people figure it out like that. They drop out first year, become rapper, whatever the hell it is. Like, yeah. those are the people who figured out, oh, this is what I want. This is all I'm going to do. Some people learn better in those environments, too. Yeah, like, when you... I just like don't think it's got to be that
0: expensive. Fuck. Failure can be an important teacher, though. It's one of... The- the world's greatest teachers, I think. Failure of fucking teach you some shit real quick.
1: Yeah, and you um, have to. You kind of have to have an ego too about it. It's like you. You gotta hate totally. losing a little bit. Yeah, you know. You could be like, oh
0: fuck. Like, I think every. Art- t- I think every artist and creative has yeah. some ego, and I think it's a little bit pumped up at some point.
1: Yeah, but, but y- I. I think that ego needs like it's it. It has to be, channeled to be not serve you aggressive but assertive in a sense yeah yeah. and you have to know
0: when to you know listen to outside feedback and things that can help you grow yeah and which is some hater shit yeah how to ignore that shit yeah and one thing I just want to touch on too before closing it out here uh is we were talking about how it's it as artists and creatives we like to work on shit ourselves like we get confused between working for and, you know, working under the brand or working on the brand. And even artists. Artists do this too. Cause Takashi Murakami. Like, they have mm-hmm. teams that paint. Mm-hmm. You know, Takashi's not putting out all that work. There's so much work this yeah. dude is doing yeah. all the time. Like, he's yeah. not working on all those pieces. Yeah. But he can communicate an idea yeah. well and yeah. to to the extent where someone can model something, paint something, make some plushies or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's just a big to me today that's like one of the biggest things to stand out from what you've been saying
1: yeah and you know you, you you take a look at movie most of the time it's usually like the leads and like you know the the directors that have the name and like you know the title behind it but you, you've seen you've seen the movie reels you know how many people involved it in a yeah, movie? Like 15 minutes of scrolling <laughs> yeah <in. laughs> exactly this Shit
0: does not happen in a silo
1: exactly exactly and it, it takes is... time these like even movies right like they're, they're made like two, three years in advance and take like a whole year. to So it's like, you know, it, it will. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be an easy kick as long as you do it. You know, like you're yeah. going to have to figure it out.
0: You're going to have some hurdles, but start doing it yeah. ASAP. Um, you want to let people know where they can find your work?
1: Uh, yeah. So on Instagram, it's uh, ginton G-I-N-T-O-N-A-P. And then my website is the same, Gintonap.com. If you guys are looking for silver or even want to collaborate, hit me up on Insta.
0: Solid. Um, And, you know, that's episode fucking five for you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I don't know who the next guest is, but, you know, we're going to keep running with this shit. We're going to keep expanding it, keep doing what we do. And, yeah, I'll catch you next time.